get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Tanner Hendrickson and I'm Brandon Kylie at BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. We are happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by Chris Kerber. He's the voice of the blues joining us here on the show. Kerbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Brandon, doing good. How are you guys? Uh, doing very well. Kerbs, let's start here. I am just curious. What are your thoughts on Arizona's arena? Uh, you, you know what? It It's actually a great atmosphere in there. It's a good option for them until they can figure out whether or not they're going to be able to build the new arena. So they they got a big back in January, a big uh, vote of confidence as the city council there in Tempe, you know, unanimously voted to put it on the May ballot. So May 16th is a huge day for that franchise because on May 16th, the residents of Tempe are going to vote on three proposals and the proposals are basically whether or not they give permission for some land to be used to build an arena. Now, it's not going to cost the taxpayers there any dollars the way the plan is set up. And actually, the owners of the Coyotes have to basically take part of the land, which was a landfill, and clean it all up so there's some actual uh, public benefit to it. That's the way they're pitching it. And we'll see what happens there. In the meantime, they play at Mullet Arena. It's a small 5,000-seat building. It's energetic. It's fun. And and you just kind of deal with it. But I got to hope that this this comes through for them in Tempe because really, and I've, and I've known the coyote situation pretty well from even, you know, from 96 on when I was working in the minors and they were our NHL affiliate when I was in Springfield in the American league. Um, and it's just been a tough situation, whether it was the arena downtown that didn't have seats that could be viewed. Uh, then they move out to Glendale, but it's so far, you know, that in traffic, it would take people an hour, hour, 20 minutes to get to the arena which made it hard for anybody living east of the city to actually get there, um, to then issues with the, the ownership issues with the development and then and then issues then with the city of Glendale and then the sale of the team. All these different things have really held this franchise down for so long. And with some of the players they have, man, it'd be great if they can get their building situation figured out and finally become a franchise. The family arena in St. Charles in my neck of the woods, 9,600 capacity for hockey games. It's and perfect. an NHL team right now is playing in an arena. Did you see JR's players. picture last night at uh, Mullet Arena? Had somebody just standing right in front of a watch and watch the game. It's amazing. I, I hope you're right, Curves. I hope they get this well, thing How many, how many people? What does Chaffetz fit? How uh, much does Chaffetz fit? Like I don't 12, know that. I was right? say, that's Something like 12 like that. or 13, isn't it? Oh, is that actually 12? Is that, tw- is that that much bigger than, uh, than family? 10,600. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so it's it, it's tight, and if you've been to some college, <laughs> it's tight. It's I like the way you frame that curves. You are a pro, man. 
it's a it, it's a listen if for from it's I'll intimate. tell you one thing. it's an intimate you know gathering from this yeah, who, the te- the the Arizona the the Arizona State hockey team is going to benefit tremendously from this because the Coyotes basically had to build out locker rooms to make it NHL ready and it's a side building that's connected to to this one and the upgrades that they've had to make make and honestly guys to get it ready for an NHL team they they even did things like make some of the pipes bigger to, to help the flow to really create better ice but Fred Corsi who uh, worked with us in St. Louis for 20 years from the old arena to help getting the the current building built and, and all that stuff. Fred eventually left St. Louis, oh, about 10, 12 years ago and, and helped get the uh, helped get the football stadium uh, up to speed down there in Arizona. Fred was actually brought out of retirement to help them get this building NHL ready. It's a, it's a terrific story, but uh, we'll be there for a few years, so just enjoy it. And frankly, if you guys get a chance or anybody gets a chance to get down there and see a game in it, I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be as intimate a hockey game as you're going to see for the NHL. You'll love it. Yeah, going Kurt, to Columbus? Kurt, Kurt, Next I'm not doing Arizona. that. I'll go to Arizona. I'm, I'm not going to one of their games. Not yet. I'll, I'll go to the new arena whenever it's available to me. But I, I do appreciate your recommendation. Well, you'd, be missing out, you'd be missing out on an experience, to be honest with you. I, I believe like you. It's, it's, it's wild. Like when you get to, Here's the one thing. It's sort of like the feeling that you have coming out of that, the players kind of enjoyed it. The, the, the players that played on there kind of like the setup right now. And it's... Uh, you you get closer to the action and, the, and a feel for it than, than you really do just about anywhere else. So it won't last long, uh, we hope. So hopefully they get their arena thing fixed out, though, because to be to – be, this is the one thing I would like to see the Arizona Coyotes be, a franchise that doesn't have to continue to take on dead contracts where you're paying guys through an insurance policy or whatever just to get to the cap floor. Like that's that that to me it, it's been a long time embarrassment that a franchise is constantly taking on those kind of contracts to get to the floor to stay an NHL team. You either you either either able to play in the sandbox or you're not, and they need a building there in Tempe to be able to play in the sandbox. Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, joining us here on 101 ESPN and Curbs. Last night, I I said it earlier today, and I I say it kind of with a, a smirk on my face, where like that. In a weird way, that was almost the ideal outcome for the Blues. And what I mean by that is you saw some things from the top line that made you feel pretty good about where they're at right now. I think you're seeing Robert Thomas start to stack good games together. Jordan Cairo had some real opportunities last night, scoring chance-wise. Pavel Buchnevich, another excellent game with a couple of goals. Uh, He's just been awesome over the last few weeks now at this point. And I also think you saw some things from the new guys. I, I've really liked what we've seen from Kapanen so far. And Verona had a couple of opportunities on the rush. What did you see from the new guys in particular last night? And, and what have you seen so far from Kapanen that stood out to you? Uh, we're seeing we're seeing the adjustment period. I thought we saw kind of good spring in his step from Verona in the first part. And then, you know, really kind of with the team game disappearing as the game went along. I think everybody kind of did, and it just became part more of the normal there. I thought we saw on one specific play that led to that breakaway, that the kind of speed he has, which is good. You know, we, we've seen the willingness of Kapanen to get into the battle along the boards to win some puck battles and get to the front of the net. So there are some positives. I, You know, I like the way I – th- I thought Jordan Kyra really had some spring in his step, and, and I'd like to see Jordan Kyra really hang on to that puck more. Doesn't mean keep turning it over inside the blue line, but in the offensive zone, when the play gets developed, set it up and hold on to that puck more. He, he he's probably the most creative Blues player we have with stick handling with the puck right now. 
Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas is, is has, has a challenge right now, and, and I know the coaches are really challenging him hard to not just take on a, a little bit of a leadership role, but whether it be you know working away from the rink, in the rink, everything involved uh, is important to him because teams are keying in on him, and it's and it's making it harder. And we, we saw a lot of forced plays. I thought last night, you know, where pucks are getting deflected and and things, and, and it's and and then it's coming back the other way. So. There's still some room. There's still some growth that those guys are, are going to have to make there. But the one thing that's keeping that line going, in my opinion, is Pavel Butchnevich. Plays such a conscientious 200-foot game, picking up points. What, 130 points now in 121 games as a blue. Uh, j- he's just been absolutely fantastic. And, and to me, is is the real conscience on that line with those two guys right now. Yeah, I saw the staff from Bally last night. If you go by points per game played and you got a minimum of 100 games played in a Blues uniform, he's top 10 all time uh, in points per game already in a in a Blues uniform. Uh, Curves, we talked about this a little bit. One follow-up question on that with Kapanen. Does his style of play at all remind you of, of Jaden Schwartz, what we saw from him while he was here in St. Louis? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, he, he, you know, not a whole lot of size, but uh, has some good speed, the ability to get in there. I, I don't know that if we haven't seen it in the NHL yet uh, that that he's going to be able to match some of Jaden Schwartz's offensive creativity. Maybe that changes or not, but um, th- there could be some similarities in terms of that a uh, little bit of that water bug style of using his speed to get in on pucks and, and then make some plays. Curbs, the one play that. I, I'm curious your thoughts on because I, I, I Joey had such a great breakdown of it last night was that Clayton Keller goal and just the reaction of Jordan Bennington when it went in to where Keller was able to skate through four Blues players um, and then, of course, get the pass from Nick Schmaltz for the easy tapping on Bennington. Yeah, you know what? That's If fans go back and watch that goal, I agree with Joe. Frankly, I agree with Joe. I think Darren Pang said it. I think Bernie Federico you brought it up too. When you watch that goal, that that might be if you took a single snapshot of what went wrong with the Blues season this year, that might have been it. They had four players around Clayton Keller. Letty breaks over to take the puck carrier dumb coming down the right wing. And the entire forward line of Blaze, Sod, and Brown are literally right there. If one of them just keeps striding, they're level with him, and that puck never gets to Keller where he's going to be able to put it in the net. Instead, all three guys are now gliding. Keller just skates, not past him because he was just a little bit ahead of him, but just stays ahead of him, deflects it in. You can see the frustration on Jordan Bennington. But honestly, when you look at that picture of that goal, I mean, it honestly looks like our three players were a safety escort for Keller. <laughs> like they, you know, you know, like almost like they had, you know, they had they had three planes flying behind them to protect the bomber, you know. And and to me, that that was it. Just epitomized everything that's gone haywire with the Blues this year. You're right there. You didn't take the extra few strides to make the play, whether it's awareness, whether it's effort, whether it's fatigue. I don't know. Uh, Put all that together, and and that that single goal was just a microcosm of the season. And man, it leaves you just scratching your head, how and why. But clearly, if the answers had been there, it would have been fixed long ago.
Chris Kerber is the voice of the Blues. You'll hear him on the call for the game tomorrow night against San Jose. That's a puck drop of 7 o'clock. Alex has your pregame coverage starting at 6. A couple of big ones against San Jose and then on the road, a game that T-Bone will be at, cheering on the battle for the Blue That's against right. the Blue Jackets. Uh, Blues versus Blue Jackets <laughs> on Saturday. We're looking forward to that one as well. A couple of big games quietly in the standings. Maybe not where we want it to be at this point <laughs> in the season, but big nonetheless. Curves, we appreciate the time as always. We'll talk with you again next week, man. Guys, have an awesome week.